Welcome back for season three of the Orioles in the Know podcast. These twice monthly conversations feature Avon School Superintendent Dr. Scott Windham and special guests, students, teachers, administrators, and others. The goal is to keep you up to date with all that is taking place in Avon Schools, home of the Orioles. Thank you for tuning in to Orioles in the Know. Episode number 36 of Orioles in the Know, a podcast of the Avon Community School Corporation. I'm Scott Windham, the superintendent of Avon Schools, and we're heading into our third year of recording these podcasts to provide another way for our parents, staff, and community to stay connected on all of the great things going on in our school system. So each July, we name our district teacher of the year, and we like to kick off each new podcast season featuring that individual. So our Avon teacher of the year for 2022 is Sarah Randall from River Birch Elementary. So Sarah is joining me today along with uh, River Birch Principal Heather Gorgas, and very excited that you're both here. And Sarah, you're a unique teacher of the year in that you're not a traditional teacher. You're a speech-language pathologist. So congratulations on Thank being, you. I believe, our first speech-language pathologist to be teacher Thank of you. the year. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for being here. So um, I was at River Birch when you were named the River Birch Teacher of the Year, and you were a bit shocked. Uh, and I know that you really like being the center of attention. I've learned that about you. No. No. <laughs> so um, I, you you were pretty overwhelmed at River Birch, and here you are now the District yeah. Teacher of the Year. So how does that all feel? Um, well, I'm, I'm very excited and very proud in the fact that I am able to represent speech pathologists is a big honor, but it's also very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Um, Attention is not my favorite thing in the entire (laughs) world, so I'm gonna try my best to smile this time and not have this gape. (laughs) I think I had my, thank good having the masks for too long, I just had my mouth wide open, Uh but um, it's just so exciting, clearly. I mean, some people are meant for the spotlight and I really like, holding the spotlight for the other person. <laughs> that's fair. So, well, one of the things we've uh, talked about is that um, most of the times the people that are, are getting selected for Teacher of the Year, Support Staff of the Year, are humble servant leaders that are um, just like you. They don't really do this for the attention. It's because you really just want to do great things for kids every day. Yeah, so I think a lot of big, a big thing about speech is I'm in small groups. I work with kids individually, so I don't have much practice mm-hmm. being in front of a large group compared to some other teachers. But yeah. Something to always work on, I guess. There you go. This is a chance for growth, <laughs> well, right? Yeah. yeah, well, I can always use more growth. Yes. <laughs> so talk a little bit about the a day in the life of an SLP. So you talked about small groups, individual yeah. work. What For people that don't know what an SLP does in a school system, mm-hmm. what does that look like for you? Um, so speech, well, first off, is the best job in the entire world, especially in a school, because not only is every day a little bit different, but... Um, you get to do so many different parts of the school day and parts of a student's life. So the big meat of it is I do speech and language treatment for, um, I think I've had the highest, 100 kiddos, but I'm at 77 right now, so we'll Mm -hmm. see. So I do speech therapy, so it can be small group. Um, I do a 10-minute speech, so I get to see them every single day, so shorter, um, more frequent sessions. So that's the biggest part of my day. 
Um, but we also, speech pathologists are part of the multidisciplinary evaluation team. So we do a lot of evaluations for language and speech therapy. So just a fun a fact, fun fact, I think it's fun. Um, uh, every student with autism eligibility gets mm-hmm. evaluated for language for deaf of hard of hearing. So we're part of a lot of teams. Um, and then, of course, there's the meetings and paperwork. I'm sure that's your favorite part, right? Well, I mean, it's important, yeah. and I love data, and I'm a very data-driven mm-hmm. therapist, so I enjoy I think it's interesting following and tracking patterns. Of course, I would, I'd rather be with kids. Yeah. But, um, that's an important part of the job. It's a very important yeah. thing to justify your service. And then a big thing that I do as well is um, just professional development opportunities for other teachers. So teaching about what speech is, what speech sounds um, to be listening for, um, and then just different eligibility. Mm-hmm. So I get to do a lot of different things. Every day is a little bit different, which I like. Um but it does get a little bit crazy pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. So most people think of speech and they think you're working on your R's all yeah. day long, not realizing that what, I mean, that yes, I'm sure that's a part of it at times, oh, of but course, yeah. also just like you mentioned, the professional development and how language, especially at an elementary school yeah. language and helping teachers understand how to better support kids in language development. That's yeah. probably as much as the articulation 100%. piece, right? So 7% of our kiddos, I mean, just, in general have a speech or language impairment and that doesn't include autism it doesn't include people with down syndrome so Mm -hmm. it affects quite a few kids Mm -hmm. um, in terms of percentages but yeah the I enjoy incorporating language therapy for the wit and wisdom Um, any spelling patterns those foundations assessments include grammar and that's what these kids are struggling on Mm -hmm. so we don't want our speech kids to, they already have so many things that they're working on just being a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of it is language incorporating the curriculum um, as well as social skills groups, how to make a friend, how to ask for help. Um, We have a variety of kiddos in our district that have so many different needs. Um, And we're a gen ed school at River Birch, so we have to somehow adapt their need to what they're doing in the general education setting. Sure. That's great. But it's it's fun. I enjoy it. Obviously. Um, so the person that nominated you from River Birch shared the following about you. And, and then I'll ask Heather to chime in a little bit about your impact at River Birch. But um, the person said, Sarah inspires students to work on their potential. I'm sorry, work to their potential through her perseverance in helping each student learn at their level. She's an advocate beyond her role as just a speech pathologist for all students. You're always willing to help any student or teacher with resources that would benefit the student's work in the class. You have a positive attitude, calm demeanor that allows you to push students to learn and achieve their goals. They said you're so positive with staff. You seek out ways to continue to improve your practice. And one of those ways is monthly check-ins that you do with the teachers at River Birch that just to kind of touch base with them about the students that you share and how you can support them. And that that kind of just helps that collaborative environment that you support across all of River Birch. And they also said you're just willing to jump in and help any way that you can. You're flexible and always looking to do what's best for kids. That's 
pretty high, nice. high praise. <laughs> it was very nice. So, um, Heather, as, as that nomination um, said, Sarah gets to work with so many of the staff at River, River Birch, and clearly that collaboration is, is key in, in your building. So talk a little bit about Sarah's impact at River Birch. So in the time that Sarah has been with us, I'll I'll put this in the context of students and their families, our staff, and then our general Avon community as a whole. So for students and their families, there's nothing that Sarah hasn't done to help make sure that they receive the support that they need. Um, I know that we sometimes forget about those days of COVID closure and um, it's important and we're so proud of Sarah because she's not had what we would call a normal school year. Uh, You know, I think that those normal school years for Sarah include virtual therapy, um, Zoom meetings with parents. And so I feel like that it's just a demonstration of that she will do whatever it takes to find success for kids and their families within her kind of speech and therapy or speech therapy caseload. You heard her say it um, earlier, but the integration of language um, therapy components into our general ed curriculum is another thing that she does not only for our students but for our staff so many times Sarah's providing some clarity and giving teachers fresh knowledge about what to know and what to understand with not just speech or language identifications but for developmental delay for what language looks like in a student who is um, you know suffering from learning difficulties that might not be discovered just yet and then I don't know if you've noticed Dr. Rindham but whether it's a river birch school-wide event or an Avon event, Sarah is the first one to be there. Mm -hmm. And so I think that she is all in for our students, their families, our staff, and our whole community in general. And I think that uh, it's a much well-deserved recognition for her. Very good. Very nice. (laughs) Well, and I was thinking as as Heather was talking, uh, Sarah's so uncomfortable. It's so clear. (laughs) I turt like my mom used to say. I turtle like I just go, (laughs) and I don't mean to. And I'm trying really hard. You're doing a great job. It's just kind of fun to watch you go. I don't like this. I don't want to be the center of all this attention. No, I'm probably bright red. But no, you're good. Pun some blush. Well, and I was thinking as you were talking too. I think at one point in the year, I was in a PLC that you were a part of that was focused um, specifically on a, a classroom for kids that struggle behaviorally, and you were kind of chiming in with how that language component influences children's behavior. And oftentimes behavior is a form of communication and helping them find that language to express themselves and how you were kind of weaving. It's not just about wit and wisdom or the language arts curriculum and speech, but it's also getting into that behavioral realm too. I mean, just getting your, expressing your wants and needs um, is so, so important. And some of these kiddos just don't have the tools yet and using their voice. That's what I use when I want to leave. I say, I want to leave and Mm -hmm. I get up and go. But some of these kiddos just need a visual. They need to understand that there's a schedule that this lesson will end eventually. Mm -hmm. And just knowing and just having the tools and then also having the teachers having the tools to be proactive so we don't have to have those big escalations because it's going to happen an escalation is going to happen and we have the tools to handle it but how can we think a little differently sure Um, and language is a huge part of that Um, of course not all behaviors is language but i'm just giving keeping that in mind yeah especially during evaluations sorry no so very important in evaluations <laughs> you do a lot of those too yes. right yep so um heather mentioned this but this is you're starting your third year fourth fourth i started in 2019 okay so you're starting your fourth year in a, all in avon as yeah. a speech pathologist ever, ever yeah ever. so her first year as an slp at the largest elementary at
at that time yep. was when we closed when we for shut down. COVID in March. Well, yeah. So you had a great first year. And now this, this is going to be your fourth year, but also your first quote unquote normal year. I hope so. so <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would be great, wouldn't, wouldn't it? That'd be awesome. <laughs> I think for the sake of everyone, yes. I think I hope so. You know, I have told people the teacher shortage is real. It is very hard to find teachers, to find great teachers. Um, there's not, a, there are not enough people going into the field of education. Um, but that may even be um, more so an issue in speech pathology, that there is a real shortage of speech pathologists and specifically speech pathologists that want to work in schools. Yeah. So talk a little bit because you could work in hospitals, yeah. you could work in the medical setting. So talk a little bit about what made you decide you want to work in schools and then specifically what made you decide you wanted to work here in Avon? Um, so, yeah, like you said, for speech, you can do anything. And for graduate school, you do everything is 50-50 for adults and children. So my heart has forever and always been for kids um, and specifically speech and language therapy, because you can also do swallowing. Mm. Um, and that's just not my cup of tea, mm -hmm. to say the least. <laughs> but um, for schools, I love being part of a team. That's I love being with other professionals working towards a common goal. I, I was a softball player in high school. I'm um, I'm in band. I enjoy playing with music. I just love being with other people mm -hmm. and I love working together. And it's not that you can't have that in the hospital, but in a school and the impact that these professionals can have on these students, especially a speech pathologist, again, I'm biased, but you can do so much for these kiddos year after year after year. Um, these kindergartners, the kindergartners I start with are in third grade now. And I mean, I'm part of, they, they look at me as a consistent in their mm -hmm. school life, even if they graduated from speech or they don't need me anymore or they're needing a different additional service. I get to be that for them. I get to advocate for them and um, as well as their families. So the relationships I have, like I, I love them. Mm -hmm. I love their families and um, they've embraced me as well. So that is why I chose a school um, and Avon specifically. I just, I think I got really lucky. My husband, I'm from um, Illinois, from Chicago. I went to Purdue. And then my husband moved to Indianapolis um, to work as an engineer. And he chose Indiana, and I got to chose the suburb. Mm -hmm. So that's how we um, decided. And as I'm applying from graduate school, I never worked before as a real adult. <laughs> and I just looked at the professionals. I looked at the speech pathologists. How long were they staying? Um, something special about Avon is that our assistant special edu education director, Lori, is yeah. a speech yeah. pathologist. Right. So during my interview, I mean, she sold me. She is a speech pathologist. We talked about speech. We didn't talk about, I mean, of course, she asked about my credentials and all that, yeah. but we talked about kids. We talked about the different therapy models and, um, it's just a very collaborative environment. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I got River Birch. I had never been there before. And our principal at the time, Mr. Kingery, I emailed him and he took me a tour around the school. And I said, OK. And mm -hmm. 
again, COVID happened, but I am so supported by my administrators. I'm, I have amazing friends and co-teachers and other SLPs that I work with. Um, so I've gotten very lucky. So I think a little bit of research and a lot of luck led me to Avon. That's great. Mrs. Gorgas was very excited when she found out you were going to be the district teacher of the year. But Lori was really, really yeah, excited Lori. that you were going to be. Jesus. Uh, because as a, as a speech pathologist, I think she took a lot of pride that you were representing that field um, in our district. So that's that's really neat. Uh, and, and that's neat to hear the role that that played in you coming here to yeah. see that. When you think about both of you, you know, getting right here, we are at the beginning of another school year. What is it that you're most excited about for starting another school year? Either of you. Sarah, you start. Um, well, it's a very simple one. I'm excited to start speech without a mask. Yeah. So I think kids have done remarkable. They have graduated the same rate as if they didn't have a mask. They're yeah. still graduating. They're still figuring it out. Um, it's just a little bit neater because mm-hmm. all of a sudden kids are talking out of the sides of their mouth and you go, oh, no, mm-hmm. it's restart. But um, so that's very simple. But again, I'm excited to be a leader now. It's my fourth year. I'm feeling a lot more calm. I guess you can. I don't know if you can tell. I am feeling a lot more confident um, with other teachers uh-huh. um, and other SPED teams. I think we're. I'm just excited for that. I'm excited to help out other SLPs. Um, we have a couple new ones starting, and mm-hmm. some of them are fresh out of grad school, just like I was. So I'm excited yeah. to help them out as well. That's great. Heather, what about you? You know, I think for me, it's more about continuing the work that we started last year in PLCs um, district-wide. But at River Birch specifically, I'm excited because what we're seeing is a return on that investment. We're seeing that our kids are making great growth in all areas. Um, And what I witness in our staff is this um, genuine and authentic collaboration that we are here for all kids. And, you know, in the summer when we're doing work and planning, it's great. uh, But the real magic happens when students and teachers come back into the building. So I think more than anything, I'm just excited for them to be back. Yeah, very good. Well, um, Sarah, congratulations Thank on you. being Teacher of the Year for Avon. Um, I know that you had to submit a portfolio to the state to be a part of the state yeah. Teacher of the Year process. So Not like it was a pageant. <laughs> yeah, a little bit like that. Yes. Yeah. You had to submit multiple documents, yeah. all kinds of things, right? Mm-hmm. And then, do you know the timeline on that? No. I yeah, I can't. I, it does. It, they move pretty quick. Yeah. Where, I, yeah. I think it's sometime maybe end of August, end of September, where they start kind of going through their process. Yeah. But, but uh, you are you are a great representation oh, of you. of Avon and and all that you do to support kids at River Birch and to to be a leader in our district um, with SLPs and all the great things that you're doing to support kids and support staff. So thanks for all Thank that you do. You. I appreciate it. You've been listening to Orioles in the Know with Avon Community School Corporation Superintendent Dr. Scott Windham. Subscribe to Orioles in the Know on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. While you're there, please help us by leaving a positive rating or review. Follow Dr. Windham on Twitter at A-V-O-N-S-U-P-T. Visit our website at avon-schools.org or call us at 317-544-6000. This has been an Avon Schools production. Go Orioles!